Hi, this is Matt Stagliano, and thanks for being part of the Artist Forge. We're a community of creatives who help each other think like an artist by discussing creativity as a process instead of a skill or a talent. We believe everyone has what it takes to create something amazing, we just need some encouragement and inspiration along the way. What you're about to hear is a live recording of one of our daily discussions on the Clubhouse app. If you like what you hear, I encourage you to join our private Facebook group or visit us on the web at theartistforge.com. Now on to the show. All right. Welcome, everybody, to Morning Walk and Photo Talk. I see so many of our friends here this morning. So glad to have you guys getting back together after our weekend, heading towards the holidays. And Monday, of course, is our day for casual conversations, but I do actually kind of have something I want to talk about a little bit today. Um, so just as like a, a general framework, but if you're interested in coming and hanging out with everybody this morning and chatting, just go ahead and raise your hands. We'll snatch up. But what I kind of want to talk about today is my, my brother, who is really similar to me in that he also um, is a multidisciplinary artist. He's a musician and an artist, and um, he has been working construction. He actually really enjoys the job, but of course, it's a lot of work, and so it's pulled him away from some of his other artistic pursuits. And now that he's got a little more time in the winter time with construction slowing down, he's able to pick up some of those things again. And he was telling me to, um, this morning. He said, you know, it's taking him a long time to get back to the skill that he had before. And he's like, I don't feel special anymore. <laughs> um, you know, and it's, it's tempting to just leave everything and keep my head down and just go be a worker bee. And it was really interesting to me that in those situations, we're kind of looking at the outcome of what we've made as the important thing, you know, like that outcome is the goal. And of course it is in a big way, but we forget the fact that the outcome is only a result of the journey. And we've talked about before the fact that the goal is going to last us a few seconds before we're back on the road, right? It's kind of like a pit stop. Um, and so I told him that, well, first I told him to shut up his damn head and don't say things like that. But um, also to remember that the journey is the important part. And he's working with clay specifically and modeling the human face. And as, as you're, if anybody's ever worked with clay before, you'll know that there's just pleasure in the working of it, right? In the feel of it in your hands and the way that it moves and uh, the way that you interact with the media itself. So it just got me thinking about the fact that the goal is not the result, even though it is. The goal is the experience and the doing of the thing and that we have to remind ourselves over and over again that it's the journey, right? It's the steps that we take every day. It's being here in the morning, even though the outcome is I feel better when I'm with you guys and more adjusted and I feel I'm learning stuff from you all the time. Um, it's the journey and the steps that I take every morning with you guys that I'm really participating in, not necessarily the goal. That's just a cool thing that I get every now and then. So I wanted to hear what you guys think about, I mean, 
obviously from his perspective, this is him building back up a skill set that he's lost. I'm sure we all know what that's like. I'm trying to climb more often and I got a really good lesson yesterday on how much strength and endurance I've lost. Um, and it's frustrating, but, but I love to climb so much that I'm willing to go through that frustration. So I'm really curious how you guys feel about this entire process, what it's like not only to build yourself up into things, but the process itself, you know, and the fact that that's where we live. So if that can be maybe a guiding motivator to ease us into conversation, that would be super cool. And if anybody's here today who wants to chat, come up and hang out up here in the, uh, in the speakers forum. Raise your hand and we'll pull you up. And if my treadmill gets really loud, uh, let me know, because this is my first experiment with it in the mornings here. And I'll mute myself more often if it's bad. But I feel like I constantly live in that space. Like, no matter what my goal is, right? Let's say it's photography or fitness or videography or business or whatever it is. I feel like I'm always in that space where... I'm constantly starting. I'm constantly learning. There's always more. It's the very much the student mindset, right? And I never feel like I get to the point where I'm like, okay, no, I'm good here. So when I lapse, like if I don't go to the gym for a long time and I start over, it's kind of what I'm used to. I feel I feel like I never get to the point where I'm I'm comfortable and that I've made it and that, oh, this is about as far as I have to go. I feel like I'm constantly going through that. Whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. Um, but I think there's so many variables mixed into it for my personal case. I just, uh, I've never gotten to the point where I feel like I have to build back because I'm just constantly building. That's a really interesting point. And I think, um, I, I'm, I'm guessing that a lot of us can identify. It's that feeling of being a constant learner, right? Um, and it, it doesn't necessarily have to be the building back. I think that we focus on, it definitely can be the recognition and how we actually live in that space. Like recognizing that the goal is just a passing thing. And that really the every day that each individual step forward, that's really, I mean, that's the goal. If anybody's, if anybody's ever read the way of Kings, there's a saying that gets repeated, which is journey before destination. And um, that's kind of the way that I'm starting to come to think of it because once you get there, it's done. It's the getting there that's the, the main part of it, you know? I want, my, I want my everyday life and my process to feel like something I want to be doing, you know? And to focus on that part of it and not necessarily was the end result everything that I hoped, but was every day a day that I was happy to live and an experience I was happy to have. And would I have it? Like, would I continue to work with the clay or would I continue to climb or take photos or whatever? Um, despite I, I, the fact that maybe the results take are a little harder to get. Yeah, and, and I think therein lies some of it, right? This is a very results-driven society that we're in, right? Where we don't get the chance to do outside pressure. We don't get the chance to relax and enjoy the journey. 
right? And the people that I find that do enjoy that journey and have made peace with it and think that that is the goal, right? It's very noble. I think those are the people that seem happiest and are often, and this is the kicker, disconnected the most from the digital world, right? And are truly pursuing their art. I feel like this constant need to put out work or produce or say, hey, here's what I do over and over and over, um, you know, nullifies some of the the satisfaction that you get from that journey. Oh, just my observation, but you guys know how I feel about this stuff. I think it's it's an important topic because as an artist, right? Like it is the journey. It is about your development and your expression and your ability to, to create. But once you turn that into a business, the fight then becomes because you're paid on the outcome. So in a results driven world, right? It is also about the destination and your ability to execute. So learning to balance those two components is sort of like the, the quote, eh, Nicole, you're gonna love this, is the artist forge. Like being able to balance your need for your own development of, of skill and expression and also develop your ability to deliver, um, they are, are tangible in, in both respects. So it's about understanding how to find center in that. Ooh, that's a really, really good observation, Kat. And I agree, I was just thinking, as you were saying that, how without those little, those little wins, right, and those little goalposts, those little results that we get, it of course is gonna be really hard to keep moving forward, right? And then, and I mean, I think that's with anything. If you, if you fight and you never see any progress, then of course there's always gonna be some kind of frustration inherent in that, but then that's compounded by the fact that if we're business people, we need to deliver results. And of course, like you said, Matt, um, you know, we're kind of inundated by everybody else's successes all the time because often we only really want to post when we're killing it. And so we're getting just everybody else's wins and we're sitting there looking at our stuff and being like, bah, why am I not doing the thing? So I can definitely see how that is an important thing to balance. And I have kind of an interesting example of that just from my perspective. So um, I know I mentioned how in October I was really focusing on illustration. I'm doing that again in December. Um, I need to start building up the funds I need to produce and market the book that I've written. So I'll be doing Christmas illustrations for folks. And yesterday I was working on, you know, what can I, what can I make? Maybe just a few things that people will be able to look at and pick from that I can move from image to image so they're easy. And I thought a nightmare before Christmas type Christmas theme would be really cool. So I started designing that and I was thinking about how um, in the grand scheme of things, I'm not really that great of an illustrator. I'm a, I'm a newbie. Um, when you look at, you know, the people who could, you could potentially hire. But last month I had, I don't even know how many people, 20 something odd people pay me to illustrate portraits for them because from their perspective, what they saw in my work was good enough to warrant getting paid. And I'm sure 10 years from now, I look back at that and go, I can't believe anybody paid me for that. But I learned so much in that process from 
drawing every single day straight through for a month, um, I learned so much. And even though I wasn't necessarily the best at it and there were kind of a lot of things I had to take away from that experience, man, there was so much there. I really enjoyed the process. I was able to like really sink into um, the different techniques and things that I can use. And um, so a lot came out of that, even though it's not like I don't like the images when I look at them, but I, I'm at a place with illustration where my taste still outstrips my ability to execute and my technical skills. And so I definitely was living there last month. And it was hard for me to recognize initially what was really happening was I was getting paid to learn, which is really cool. And certainly um, if somebody else, like I know we've all experienced this at the beginning of our careers when uh, we first started our businesses and we look back now at our photography and we're like, man, I can't believe that somebody paid me to do that. <laughs> um, but they did and they still loved what they got even though we were in process. So I wonder if there's a way to fold, to fold that balance of results and hitting those goals and seeing yourself succeed, to fold that into the process so that it doesn't necessarily feel like the end of the journey, but just kind of like a, a pit stop on. I love that idea, being able to, to sort of measure the results in a way that is also effective for, for your heart space in that. Yeah. Ooh, I like the way you said that. Kat. That resonates with me a lot. Anybody else have any thoughts this morning on the whole looking at our journey as artists, as the goal and not necessarily the end results that we give to folks or that we reach. Um, if you're in the audience today, please don't be afraid to raise your hand, guys. It's Monday. We want to chat with you. I know some people are at work, but if you're in a space where you can chat, please raise your hand and come up and hang out. So what are y'all thinking about this whole question? Do you think there is a way that we can fold those results and the goals that we have for ourselves kind of into the journey a little bit more so that like Kat said, it does feel good in your heart. Like it doesn't feel like a a constant, a constant pick up and go and then burn it all down. I mean, we can't, it's really hard to Phoenix if we don't look at the goal as the end state, right? Like that's really. That's where those measurable points kind of come in too. Uh, like maybe you have, you know, like say it's a, a creative piece, right? And you're, working on a new light setup, but you really want to bring something together that's, you know, above level of your, your standard work. But, you know, the intended outcome, sorry, there's a squirrel that just leapt from one tree to the next. Um, hashtag Nicole moment. Uh, the end goal of that obviously is to book the more of those types of sessions, right? Well, nine times out of 10. Uh, but there are little wins along the way, like how excited do you get when you know you nailed the shot in camera and you celebrate that? That's no different than nailing like the the full edit on a set, right? And then maybe you got a consultation from something you shared from behind the scenes reels. And okay, I got I got a consultation for this. That's awesome. That's so exciting. 
And then you move into, you know, just the little win, chunk it down. The little wins of that are just as valuable. Like I just shared on Instagram, I opened up my reels just to kind of see how things are going. And I got an angel number on the creative reel I posted yesterday. And so I shared it. I was like, I love seeing angel numbers, especially on my favorite work. You know, it's those kinds of celebrations that sort of keep that momentum. I'm going to ask, what's an angel number? Like 777, 1111. Gotcha. Like Manifestation numbers, I guess. Gotcha. Thanks. Okay, I noticed you unmuted earlier. Did Maybe. It may just be sleepy delirium. Um, I don't know. I feel like I'm always kind of in that always growing state and um, working with my, my small bite-sized goals. So I'm constantly hitting that feeling of success instead of focusing on the greater long-term goal. Because I don't know where I'm going to be in 10, 20 years. I've got no idea. Like, I too many, too many variables to, to set something really big and, you know, specific. Um, so like when I'm working, like, I feel like I always try to do something new on everything that I'm working on. So whether that's just like, you know, learning some new software thing or, you know, approaching a subject that I haven't really worked, you know, or approached before, um, with, with painting specifically, like working with different materials and, uh, things like that. And even, photo manipulation same idea like how to get materials to look most realistic and like every artwork whether it's personal or for a client it's always going to be different right so there's always going to be this opportunity for me to try something new and learn something new and grow a little bit more so i feel like i'm constantly constantly in that state but i definitely relate to your brother um feeling like oh i'm not special anymore and i'm out of practice um about other things like writing specifically uh i there was a long long time where I wanted to be a writer of some sort. And uh, I, I ran a blog, a pretty successful blog for a long time. I wrote every day in a journal since I was a little kid. And then when I was like 22 years old, I just stopped. And I just keep telling myself, oh, I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it. And there's this huge part of my identity that made me feel so special that just faded away into the mist. And I know I could get back there if I really wanted to, but it's motivating myself to get back to it. That is just the tricky part. For sure, especially when you have to kind of fold that in amongst everything else that you're doing, it starts to feel like an impossible process. And um, I think that's where my my deep, deep jealousy for all the people who seem to have their single thing that they just, they know it's theirs. Like they were put on this earth to do that thing. and uh, And that's what they focus on. I have deep, deep jealousy for those people. Um, because it seems like, and of course this is just from an outside perspective, but it seems like, man, your sense of identity with that must run so deep, right? Like that, that's to feel like that is the thing. And I know that I'm romanticizing it in my head, but that's always how it seemed to me instead of what I'm doing, which is constantly running back and forth between five different things. And, uh, so it just seems like that, that must be, it seems like it must be wonderful, <laughs> even though I have no idea. I'm making shit up. It might, it might be really horrible. <laughs> I have no idea. But I definitely have jealousy for those people. Do you think it's the element of time? 
In what way? In, in, meaning like we always feel like there's a time limit on we have to reach this by this certain time or else we're not good or else we're wasting time or else we're not going to get there. Whereas people that tend to fold it in don't have the restraint of time. They're just in the moment. You know, it's like being present, right? It's Is it something like that um, that is the differentiator between people that do it intuitively and people that feel like they have to try to do it. Am I making sense with that? It, it yeah. seems to be like time is the thing that is the differentiator here for me in this conversation. I think you hit a big nail on the head where I'm concerned because that is actually one of my greatest causes for existential dread is um, knowing that I will never have enough time to paint or draw or photograph or write everything that is in my head and knowing that some of those ideas um, will will never be seen. Not that nobody will ever do them because probably some other person will do them, but that nobody will ever see the way that I did them. That part of me will never be out into the world um, the way that I would have said it or painted it or photographed it or whatever. Yep, that is actually legitimately like gut wrenchingly scary for me and it's it's a weird thing that i feel like i constantly have to manage being able to let things go and know that um know that i'm picking and choosing which children to give birth to is what it feels like it is kind of terrible so so for me i think you i mean i think that's 100 percent right does anybody else feel that pressure of time um, uh, I'm, I'm thinking of time in a, a bit of a different, uh, a different aspect of time, um, where early on in our, in, when we discover something new, um, I'm going to refer to myself, you know, discovering photography very relatively late in, in my, in my life. It seems that it, by default, it's all about the journey because you don't know what you don't know. So it's hard to set goals, right? Your goals are whatever minimalist, stupidest thing you can think of that you just found out today, right? And it, oh, that's my goal. That's what I want to do. And yes, you fantasize about, you know, I want to be the best photographer in the world, but you, you really don't know what you don't know. So by default, you enjoy the journey of learning. You, 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 you get to a point where uh, you start learning about uh, the, the craft, you get to know more, you get into the nuances, and then that's when goals take over. And then as time goes on, goals become, we kind of default to goals becoming bigger than the journey itself, because now we understand, now we know, oh, that's what I'd like to do. And you get consumed by that goal, and you forget about that journey of, of learning. I, I'm just describing a scenario, because obviously everybody, you know, whatever you guys said about those that take the time and, and, and focus on the journey are the ones that seem to be like that we envy that we want to be like but i think there's a natural tendency as you get to know more you um you let goals take over the journey i don't am I making any sense don't all speak at the same time Sorry, I'm trying to do better at leaving open space for other people to speak, so I'm not the first person who comes to respond. Um, so what do you guys think about what Bassam had to say? I yeah, think I'll I, go back to British Columbia. Yeah. 
<laughs> Stick around, please. Uh, yeah, I think there's there's a lot. I'm just kind of sitting here and digesting it, right? And the 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 thought that the image that keeps popping into my head is this straight line trip across the country from Washington D.C. to California, and that's the journey. And you're focused on it. You're going like, yeah, I'm going to make it to California one day, and I'm getting there. And then all of the in-between stops, the truck stops where you meet the interesting people, the little side adventures, those are actually the goals that you inadvertently come across. But you still have that long journey to go. And I think if you only focus on what's at that next truck stop, you'll never get to California. This is probably the worst analogy I've ever used, but it's the image no, it's that perfect. I have going in my head. Do you, do you know what I mean? It's like we, we forget about the fact that we're going all the way across this country and what a monumental thing that will be when we finish. And we're only focused on, man, if I could just get some ding-dongs at the next TA, that'd be fantastic. Um, and it's just, it's not the same thing, right? Well, in a way, what I was saying, it's as if when you start something and you don't know much, it's like you don't even know California exists. You just set out. And the next thing you discover is your goal because you don't even know what where where you're gonna end up. That's really what I was trying to say. But Got as you right. learn more and realize California is out there, now it becomes all about California, and you forget about the little steps to get there. You just want to get to California. That's really what I meant. I don't know if it makes sense, but that's you know, I did, I did. No, it uh, does. A while back, I did. Um, I took a little psychedelic trip. Um, with some fun guys of mine and we contemplated the, the notion of true North. What is your spiritual true North? What is your artistic true North? And it kind of folds into this discussion because what I came out of that trip with was understanding that it is more about the journey, that it's less about the goals, that it's more about internal satisfaction and just trying to find those frequencies that make you feel really good producing whatever it is that you produce, whether that's a cocktail as a bartender or a piece of art. Um, everything is about what speaks to you in that moment. And I think oftentimes we lock ourselves into some preconceived notion of what we're supposed to be doing or what the goal is supposed to be based on our previous experiences rather than giving ourselves up to that true north, to that, you know, direction towards California or whatever, you know, analogy you want to use. But I find that we've kind of lost that artistic compass sometimes in lieu of becoming business owners or trying to reach some sort of, you know, temporary goal. You know what you just said, um, I'm going to steal your analogy, but, um, and, and expand upon like what it's making me think of as you guys are describing this journey that we're on. Um, so imagine that you you first learn how to drive and you're like, oh my God, driving is the best thing ever. And I don't really know where I'm going. I just know I have to get out of here and I'm gonna drive, right? Like, so you just go and you're doing all the things that Matt said, you're stopping when you find a meadow on the side of the road that you wanna walk into or stopping at a local diner and chatting up the you know the waitress or whatever it is you're you're really experiencing these things and then like Basam said 
all of a sudden you're you're getting to be a pretty good driver at this point you never crash you, you never have any accidents you always fill up when you should you do your repairs when they need to be done and you realize that california is out there and you're like oh my god that's where i want to go and all of a sudden the truck stops and the meadows and all of those things become less interesting and pretty soon you're driving through the night and you're only stopping to go to the bathroom when nobody else is around because you're heading so hard for california that you completely missed the rest of the country and all of a sudden you get there and you're standing in california and you've run your car into the ground and you've ignored half of the trip and you're looking and you're like this is beautiful this is amazing now what now what now where do i go um and from there on i mean i think you have a decision to make right you either find some other place to go and you get on the road and you blast toward that place and you start looking for the location to replace the feeling you had when you first started driving. Like you got to the location and you went, oh my God, this is amazing. Just like you got in the car and went, oh my God, this is amazing. But instead of getting that feeling just from driving and seeing and getting out and experiencing the world, now you can only get it when you hit that new location. And it takes a long time. You're in the car for a long, long time between California and Washington State or British Columbia or wherever it is that you decide to head. And those feelings come farther and farther in between as opposed to when you were just experiencing the joy of driving and stopping at those places you could have that feeling almost anytime you looked out your car windows because you just loved what you were doing so much. And that, that idea has just like, as I was listening to you guys talk, it's almost it's like it flew in out of the window and whacked me in the chest and I got all absorbed in it. Matt, did you want to say something or is this one of your mute moments? Nope. Nope, I'm just, uh, I'm mute from the board, not from my phone. Gotcha. Um, you know, for Bassam's example and process there, instead of considering it like California, right? One of, one of the things Sue says um, when she teaches is, you know, as you, as you grow in your business and in your art, you know, it's, you're growing up, not over. And she makes the, this reference like it's the same view, it's just a different altitude. And the, the reasoning behind that is you get more clarity about what's available to you the higher you get on the proverbial mountain. So as you grow and you reach new levels that you've set for yourself and you stop and take stock of the view that's available to you, that gives you more information about what is available to you. So when you're starting, it's, you know, you're starting up the mountain and you're like, I've got to get posing down and my light. Okay. I've got to do that and understand like how my camera works and, and all of the things. And that's, what's available to you at the ground space. And then as you grow, you're like, Oh, I can make a business out of this. Okay. And you have like, visuals of people that are trying to give you money because they desire what it is that you have to offer. And then as you know, your business grows and you have more opportunity to develop your skills and becomes more sustainable. And then you get a little higher up the mountain and then you look out and you're like, Oh man, I could go to California, right? Like, look at that. It exists. 
And then what's available in California or New York or, you know, insert place here, because now it's on your radar, you can see it. And that gives you the ability to make informed decisions about what you want your path to look like. Does that mean that it's a straight shot from there to California? Of course not. Um, but it means that now all of a sudden it's on your radar and you have the, the capability to visualize what that could look like for yourself. I love that. Um, oh, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say the same thing. I think uh, your analogy, Nicole, and then Kat's explanation uh, just like really clarify what, uh, you know, what I was trying to say, but but also what what to realize as you go along and not, and not you know, and not be consumed that by that ultimate goal, that you have options, that you have different ways of getting there, that you have different routes to get there that you can do it in different vehicles and different types of transportation and so on and so forth, right? For sure. And I think that's why I'm just now thinking back on a conversation that we had before. Um, Matt had said something about how, and, and I can't remember who all, said, who all said what, but we were talking about the fact that um, the media that we consume makes it look like the the end is really the goal like i was just thinking that we watched this um this recent movie that was released on apple tv with tom hanks um called finch i think and you know the whole journey they're trying to get to a certain place and that's where the movie ends right of course there's always you get this kind of feeling of hope whenever you're watching a journey movie where now they're about to do something new, but everything is always geared toward the place. And then they're standing in the place and you feel like, ah, oh, they've made it. But that's where the movie ends. Like the whole movie you spent on a journey. And so I wonder if we get also a kind of weird, I don't want to call it like an indoctrination or anything, but we get this weird feeling through the stories we tell that it is the end of the, the story, the end of the journey that we're supposed to be looking for. Um, and we kind of start to ignore the fact that the only reason the movie or story existed was so that you would take the journey because it ends at the end. So I find that a really kind of, it's a strange dichotomy to balance, like you were saying, Kat, as an artist, where of course the end goal of the sculpture is to hold a sculpture in your hand. Uh, and the end goal of taking a photograph is to have a photograph. But when we only focus on that, or when we think that that is somehow the most important part of the experience, it definitely seems like we're missing a lot. So I just wonder how much that plays into our mindset. If sometimes the media that we consume kind of fools us into thinking that the goal, that the end state is all am i the is is nicole cutting out are we yeah, is it just, going at ultra high speed sometimes also or i was just, gonna say that yep so nicole you're you're yeah. having some some lag issues um with your speaking it does come out but what clubhouse does is it 
collects all that and then spits it out back at us really, really fast. So um, just letting you know that there's some audio stuff going on. It's, it's, part, of her new, it's part of her new productivity. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't, I wouldn't do it for productivity per se. I just wanted to not be cold <laughs> and also productive. Um, okay. I am... I thought it's funny because you guys say that and I weirdly thought that it was you all who were having connection issues. I didn't realize for a minute that it was me. Okay. Does, is this working a little better? The, the better thing to do I found is to get off of Wi-Fi and just use your cellular service. Um, it tends to be a bit more solid if you happen to be in an area like that. Okay. I'm going to give that a go. I turned off my Wi-Fi. We'll see how, uh, We'll see how the, the five G's work. Anybody from the audience today, y'all, do you have any experience with this? What it's like, what your experience is on the journey? And uh, is, is there a way we can fold those goals that we need to have so that we want to keep going into the experience so that we don't miss out on the fact that the experience I mean, the, the simple fact of just keeping that as a thought, right? When you're feeling that pressure of, God, this sucks, or, you know, I, I'm never going to reach that goal, or I'm feeling, you know, like I'm doing some level of comparison or imposter syndrome or whatnot. It is that simple reframing that it is the, the, the journey and not necessarily this end goal that whatever I'm doing now is leading me towards something better, something more in line with what I want. And your gut will tell you whether or not you're on that path. And when you feel like you've strayed too far from it, it's time to do a little bit of that reframing. If, you know, you f suddenly find yourself not interacting with your art or producing anything whatsoever that brings you joy or brings you money or whatever it is that, that you find as satisfaction in what you do, um, the second you start pulling back from that, take a look at what you are doing and understand, is this part of my my overall journey or not can i reframe this so that i'm not dissatisfied with what i'm seeing or dissatisfied with this point in time but how do i continue like cat said keep climbing that mountain keep getting different views because there's always another place to go always another place such a good point and uh carol also has come up hello Hi, I was invited over and over to come to this room and, and morning is not usually my best suit. <laughs> but so I actually made it this morning. And um, I was told you guys are interesting. Yes, you are. And I was going to say about the, the journey analogy. Um, I've been on the journey enjoying the whole way. And now I'm almost to California and I'm looking to, oh, well, I'm not sure how I can fit the analogy, but I'll just say it. Um, um, I'm older and I have all this work done, all my artwork and, and uh, designs and things that could be monetized. And I'm uh, a person that, you know, kind of, I, I, um, I just haven't been able to figure out the things that are difficult for me 
the, you know, all of the, um, all of, uh, all the business, the technology, I should have coffee first, sorry. Um, the business technology, marketing and social media and stuff like that. Um, and when people see my work, they seem to really like it. And, and I've had this amazing thing just happen recently where somebody said, well, this, this lady that's in fashion said, I don't think you realize what you're sitting on. You have a gold mine here, you know, when she saw my, my work. And then I had the experience of somebody seeing my art saying, you're the real deal. I don't think you realize what you're sitting on. <laughs> you know, not in, they didn't both term it the same way, but they were both saying the same thing. And I don't know. I guess I don't know where the, the, you know, the train is to California or whatever, you know, I can't seem to make the connection to uh, benefit from all my work. I've definitely enjoyed exploring and creating original things and things that most people have never seen. And they've only seen a tiny bit of it. And they exclaim all this stuff, you know, that is real positive. But, um, you know, I, I just don't know how, how to finally arrive at, uh, you know, the end of the rainbow. I've been enjoying the rainbow, to change the analogy, along the way. Because that's just, I have to do it. It doesn't matter if at, at this point, it does matter. But it wasn't ever about the money. It wasn't ever about the acclaim of anybody seeing it. But I have to say, I'm enjoying that part. Um, <laughs> um, but it was about the experimentation, like a scientist with art, you know, just going all these different directions and so enjoying doing all that and, and feeling I, oh God, I'm finally doing what I've always wanted to do. And I just have so many ideas. I just want to keep exploring. And that's that, that almost is the problem. I want to keep exploring. On the other hand, since I'm almost to California, <laughs> I don't want my stuff to end up in a thrift shop somewhere because people haven't seen it, you know, and, um, man, I'm not a salesman. I don't, maybe I'm sound like I'm selling my stuff right now. I don't know. I guess that's what people do, but I really don't like that part. I want to just continue to uh, make the art and stuff. So anyway, I don't know what you guys have to say about that. Carol, I'm done speaking. Thanks. for. You are so welcome, Carol. It's so nice to have you here and, and thanks for sharing that. And you seem to be kind of in a, this happy place of discovery and, excite, and excitement. And I just have a quick, quick question for you, maybe to help us understand. You said, I'm close to California. Would you be able to describe what California looks like to you right now where you are? Just a brief description of what does that goal look like to you? Um, it would be, to me, having options that unfortunately money creates you know um being able to move my very ideal place would be you know to maybe live in a 500 square foot space the living part isn't important but what's important is the 2,000 square foot or 10,000 square foot whatever because i already feel 
2,000 square foot of art. Um, the space to be able to um, show, sell, organize, teach, have workshops, you know, 2,000 square foot warehouse. I don't care if it's air conditioned or not, you know, that I can be there all night if I want to. It's right by my house. Those things, you know, you can't, I, I'm in suburbia, four bedroom house, and our house is like a studio. It's, there's no comfortable place for my poor retired husband <laughs> to uh, enjoy the space at all, you know, uh, but it, but it all takes capital and I have all this capital I'm tripping over. I just don't know how to make that happen. Carol, I'm done. I, I hope that wasn't too long. No, not at all, Carol. I was just sitting here thinking about your experience and how it's really interesting that we can kind of think of the same analogy but at different parts. And I certainly can identify with you in um, being so into the journey and seeing so many wonderful opportunities to stop and explore that all of a sudden you find yourself three quarters of the way through and you go, oh man, I did not prepare myself for the end at all. And what does that look like for me? Um, we're kind of, we're in a situation like that. My husband is about to retire from the military and we are forced for the first time to ask ourselves, not how we can make our situation or make ourselves love the situation that we're in, but how we can decide for ourselves what we want the end goal to be. And um, it's definitely a different mindset and requires a whole different, um, a whole different approach. So I really appreciate you sharing that story. And also, um, I, I definitely understand where you're where what california looks like for you for that freedom to have a space to to create and sell and teach and for your art to have its own place that's not necessarily eating up your home but um is a place people can come to not only to learn but to get and to buy and experience and so if you were in carolyn's place and you had a lifetime's worth of art there and experience how do you go about then getting to California, getting to that place. What are the steps that you take to start selling that art and um, your designs and all of the other things so that you can have the new journey that California is going to afford? If you're in the audience today and you've been on that journey and you think you have an answer, would love to have you raise your hand. Other moderators, what do you guys think? How does she move? I think there's the the expectation that we have to do everything ourselves. And quite frankly, Carol, it sounds like that would be a bit overwhelming. Um, so find people that can help. Find people that can promote your work. Talk to uh, an agent. Talk to an agency. Um, say, here's my body of work. Um, what can we do here? Right? Because if business isn't your thing, don't make business your thing at this point. Right? Find people that can help. Find an agency, find a manager, find someone in the fashion industry that digs your patterns. And you know, maybe you can do some sort of collaboration and look for you know, points on whatever sales get made. Um, but it's kind of like 
those of us that do photography and we don't want to outsource anymore. It's uh, we don't want to retouch anymore and we want to outsource it. Same kind of thing. Outsource the business part. Understand that it'll probably cost you a little bit, but if you're looking for a way to monetize, you know, what you've created over an entire lifetime, um, start looking for outside help and, you know, start talking to people that you trust and, you know, find those managers, find those agencies that might be able to point you in the right direction or just help you outright. And if you have not yet gone over to Carol's Instagram page, but you can highly encourage you to go check it out. She has really fun, bold patterns that are full of life and energy. Um, and I can certainly see why something like this would really catch on and just make people want to wear things that make them feel full of life. So I um, highly encourage you guys to go check it out. And I would agree with Matt. I think, you know, if it's important for us to recognize if we are artists or business people or both. Some of us, like Kat, are amazing at both. Others are really struggle in one area or the other. Maybe we're a fantastic business person, but getting to the art part is difficult for us. I'm the opposite direction. Um, I will make everything under the sun, but running a business has always been a struggle for me. So I would definitely agree with Matt. I would really encourage you to see if you can find people who can start helping you get the message about your work out. Um, I am happy to share your Instagram page on my Facebook and let people know that you're there. Maybe everybody else can do the same. If you go and have a look at Carol's Instagram, maybe you can share that in your stories. Um, if you connect with the type of work that she does or you think you know somebody who would really love to get their hands on some of those designs. They're so fun and bold. So um, that's a really fantastic place to start. And then there are also places that you can look. I know that not all of us are so flush with cash that we can hire someone outright. There are also places like Upwork where you can work with folks. You can find out um, what their budget is, what their, what their minimum required requirements are, how much they would charge and, um, and work with folks there. And for a lot of folks working with somebody in a different economy can make a big difference because you can really contribute to their way of life and help raise them up and appreciate the, the work that they do while also being able to access something that you can afford. So that's a place that you might be able to look as well to find some of the help that Matt is mentioning. Um, anybody else, any more ideas for Carol and some of the... I always recommend that if, if you are interested in, in, I don't wanna say turning it into a business, but at least having avenues to to, to have your art live or, or sell or whatever is uh, be curious about the industry where that kind of art sells. Like, how does it work? How does it, you know, even talk, like, like Matt says, maybe you could just talk to somebody simply to understand the, the, the business or the market or the industry uh, related to that art. Just, just because that's kind of, will give you little hints about the possibilities, right? Because it's not just about selling it or having an agent sell it or, or it's not just for the fashion industry. It could be, you'd be surprised where, where it can be, uh, um, uh, where, it can, where you can either sell it or, or, or display it or whatever. So just be curious about the actual thing and how it works in real life outside of your, you know, your realm. 
I just want to say thank you for that. I definitely took notes. I feel like I have been trying all along the way. And every time I have, you know, not met with success or made that, that vital connection and all, um, before Clubhouse, okay? I think Clubhouse offers, um, you know, visibility and, and connection and things like that. But um, I, I opened my first uh, Shopify and my husband's trying to help me. And he's like, wow, now I have to learn this and that and this and that. And he said, even when I worked, I used to have days off because I'm a hard hitter. I want to keep working every day. I don't want to make him feel like he has to, you know, I didn't say he has to help me with anything. He's been just really great about that. Um, but yeah, it's about that connection. It all, it, it seems to always go back to that, you know, who, you know, kind of thing, because this lady is like the head of, uh, some Canadian fashion council. And she showed me that there's this 30 year old millionaire that has, the tiniest fraction compared to what I have. And, you know, quality wise, you know, I didn't find her work all that interesting. And she's, she has her own, her own whole, you know, company selling her, her designs on clothing and things like that. Um, and now she's tried to expand on uh, you know, teaching other things. I, I don't feel like she has the body of work at all. If she can do it, <laughs> she must have known somebody that has been, she, she must be really wise in those areas that obviously I'm not. I did check into Fiverr and I tried to see about, uh, you know, getting patterns turned into vector because I found out the way I was producing them was too low resolution for the industry and stuff like that. Um, I didn't have any luck. I had three responses, no follow through, but um, I did hear about Upwork. I just need to formulate what I need to ask them. I'm not sure what all they can do, but um, if they can, rep, if I can find a rep or something, that that would be ideal. I want to keep working. You know, that is my forte, and I do realize I can't do everything I don't even want to. I am not, I'm ADHD. I'm not, if you're not interested in it, you're not going to want to do it. Right. Um, that's probably part of the problem, but, um, I'm willing to, uh, throw some money at it for sure. I don't have a lot. I'm on social security. We have a little bit saved. Um, so I have to be very careful and that's scary because everybody on clubhouse can help you just sign up for this, you know, and, <laughs> um, so anyway, that, you know, how do I find someone that is trusted that, that really is in an industry? Cause these guys, they're not in the industry. They're in the industry of selling their workshops and, and things like that, you know, so I need to make a connection where, everybody would love that connection, you know, that is an artist kind of thing. Um, I, I don't know. I haven't been able to make the jump. So yes, I'm absolutely open to hearing from people. And thank you so much for all you said. I so appreciate. Absolutely. Um, as we are coming here to, we've kind of passed the end of our hour a little bit, but that's okay. Cause we had a fantastic conversation today. And 
It was really, really wonderful to hear from you, Carol. And like I said, I hope that everybody will go and give Carol's Instagram a like and a share. Let people know that she's out there. Um, Carol, where can we find your store? Your Shopify, is that up and running yet? Yes, it is. It's um, the same name as what's on my um, profile. It's www.acaroloriginal.com. Beautiful. Okay, so go check out her stuff. Find some ways that you can share her work. And if you, um, I have been out of the fashion industry for a little while, so I don't unfortunately have anybody that I can put you in contact with, aside from the fact that there's a whole lot of photographers here. <laughs> um, and so those kinds of collaborations can always be really incredibly helpful. And uh, so that might be something worth looking into. Just about everybody here is a photographer of some stripe. Um, and, and having that additional visibility can always be a really great thing. So that might be something worth looking into. But if you do have um, connections out there where Carol might be able to take advantage of those or you think it would be a really good fit, um, feel free to message Carol and throw those her way. I see that David has his hand up, so I'm grabbing you, David. We'll hear from you before we close down hi, for today. Hi. hi. What's up? Are you good? Well, what did you have to contribute to the conversation today? Oh. All right. All right. That was unfortunate. So, um, yeah, so if you know somebody that you might be able to throw Carol's way, please do that. If you have some ideas for her, please feel free to message her. And let's keep in mind today that we are always, no matter where we're headed, the journey is the part that we have to walk every single day. And if we're not spending those days in a way that feels worthwhile, then we need to stop and check in with ourselves and try to figure out where that's coming from. Is it because we haven't really prepared ourselves for the end of the journey? Is it because we started off without really knowing where we're going? Or is it because we're focusing on that long-term goal so hard that we have stopped really being present in our everyday life to enjoy what we are doing now and what we have available to us now. Stop and smell the roses, guys. Um, so make sure that you ask yourself those questions. If you do find that every day feels like a grind instead of a joy, if every day feels like a struggle instead of another opportunity to live the kind of life that you want for yourself, it's time to figure out what's going on. Um, and if you do, if you figure that out, man, share it with somebody. Let them know how you got to that place of making every day feel like the life that you're living is worthwhile. Even though your goal might still be a long ways away, you just found the golden key, guys. So share that with people because unfortunately, none of us are promised tomorrow. And if I come to the end of my life, whenever that might be, without having reached those goals I set for myself. Is that going to be a regret? Or am I going to have been so grateful to live the life that I had that it's going to be, it's going to be soft and quiet? I don't know. But I think that's what we want for ourselves. I can't help but think that that is really the end of the rainbow. So let's be considering that this week. Um, make sure you're loving your journey, guys. And I hope that you will join us tomorrow morning 
at 7 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. That is 6 a.m. for the West Coast, 9 a.m. for the East Coast. Afternoon for our friends overseas. You can also check out the Facebook group, which is pinned up above. It is a wonderful space where people share a lot of fantastic information. So go hang out there if you'd like to join us. Bassam recently wrote a really, really amazing in-depth fantastic article about non-negotiables. I know you've heard him talk about that before. We've covered it quite a few times in here, how valuable they are and how much they can help you in different aspects of your life. So head to theartistforge.com, go in there, check out that article, share it with people because hearing about this idea of non-negotiables and how you can frame that into the way that you think and work could really make a big difference to a lot of people. So let them know that that resource exists for them. And I hope we will see you all bright and early tomorrow morning. In the meantime, go make something amazing. Thanks again for listening to this live Clubhouse discussion moderated by all of us at The Artist Forge. We hope you found the information useful and that it helps you gain a little bit of insight as to how you work on your craft. For more episodes, please join us each weekday on Clubhouse or visit theartistforge.com. Now go make something incredible.